Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Burrow back to throw. Good protection. Fires deep down the yeah. sideline. Chase wide open. Oh, oh, oh. Sprinting downfield oh. to the 20. The 10. <laughs> Touchdown. Unreal. 69 yards to Jamar Chase. Empty shotgun set. Three to his right, two to his left. He brings Cooper Cup in motion. Takes the snap. Rolls right. Hitches. Throws. Caught front pylon. Touchdown. 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 Touchdown, LA. Three receivers now to the right side, but a tight formation. Taysom will keep it. Throws to Kamara. Kamara, 10, 5. Touchdown, Alvin Kamara on the reception. Right side, near sideline. Saints touchdown, 12 yards. The snap, a good one. Brady looking, cocks the arm, throws toward the end zone. Receiver open, caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead for the first time of the game. Grayson makes the catch of the end zone. Buccaneers lead, 26-24. Tom Brady, you're terrific. We want to talk about that last drive, but I have to start with, uh, can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that were not there and won the game. That's Bruce Arians after the Bucks. Come from 14 down to beat the Jets 28-24. Antonio Brown leaving the field in the third quarter. Throwing his undershirt and gloves into the crowd and bouncing up and down and waving to the crowd as he goes up the tunnel. And then the Bucks come back and win the game. Jets go for it on fourth and two. A quarterback sneak that had no chance. The coaching staff is saying, well, they blew the play call into Zach. He was supposed to hand off to the guy in motion, Barrios. But the Jets made a mess of it, and they end up losing the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, rookie, rookie mistake, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that thing had blamed no it on the coaches. Apparently, they sent the wrong well, thing. Of course, in. you're, you're not going to blame yeah. it on the, rookie blame quarterback. on the quarterback. <laughs> so that's that's obvious. You're gonna, a 21 year old quarterback, you freaking idiot! What are you doing? I mean, they're never going to do that. So I get that. Take the hit and grow from it. Whether they win that game or not, uh, it's probably better for draft purposes that they lose the game anyway. Yeah, right. That's what we've uh, been talking about in the last couple of wins. So, uh, I, don't, I, I can live with that. He, he'll know better as he gets older. He's just barely getting started. Uh, Bruce Arians is wrong. This is not the end of the story on this thing. The Antonio Brown. I mean, it's a sad, sad story. I don't take... I didn't think it was funny. I took no enjoyment of it. I didn't think it was anything to chuckle about. I mean, I've been there. I've seen... Wasted athletic talent due to mental health issues. And it's a sad, sad situation under every single circumstance. And that was my reaction to it. I mean, it's obviously something going on here that needs to be addressed at a deep, deep level, well beyond anything that I could possibly diagnose. That is not the first issue he has had. I mean, just recently, not going all the way back, but just recently, the Raiders let him go without playing a game. He played one game in New England before they let him go. And now... His term with the Bucks ends this way. So, like you said, there's mental health issues there, and how can we possibly figure out what to do about those? Other games, the Rams hold on to the NFC West lead. They are going to win the West. They beat the Ravens 20-19, overcoming a pick six early in the game from Stafford, and then another pick and a fumble. 
But they got it right down the stretch. Odell Beckham Jr. with a catch on fourth and five, and then he scores in the next play of the game-winning touchdown. The Ravens theoretically are alive, but their path to the playoffs is very complicated and not likely to happen. That pretty much finished them off. Tyler Huntley had no problem moving the team between the 20s, but they had to settle for four field goals. Their only, only touchdown was scored on defense early in the game. Cardinals beat the Cowboys 25-22. Arizona is in the playoffs. Kyler Murray, a couple of touchdown passes. The Cardinals hold off a late Cowboy rally. Looks like the Cowboys will probably be the four seed in the playoffs. Yeah, well, the Cardinals were in the playoffs uh, with or without this win. But it was a nice win. I mean, they'd lost, what, four in a row? Have to go on the road, look like they're left for dead. And then they managed to somehow win that game. I would have never thought that that would have been possible given the circumstances and uh, the fake punt with the catch against the helmet. It was even better than the Tyree thing. Yeah, hey, I'm not catching against my helmet. I'll catch it against your helmet. Yeah, and then fall to the ground one-handed the entire time. Uh, Ward, his name is, and he's just incredible. Cowboys now 6-5 and five against teams not in the NFC East. They're dominating the East, but get outside the East and they're a 500 team. And there's a decent chance that the Cardinals are going to end up the 5 seed and the Cowboys the 4 and that they could play again on Wild Card Weekend in two weeks. So we may be seeing a rematch of that game. Patriots are in the playoffs. They have clinched. The Dolphins lost. The Patriots won. That's the combo they needed. And the Patriots didn't, didn't just win. We see 50 in the college game, PK, but we do not see 50 in the pro game very often. Patriots rolling over the Jaguars, 50-10. to 10. Mac Jones, three touchdown passes in a blowout, and Trevor Lawrence was throwing interceptions. and Two rookie quarterbacks, and that's the difference between landing with a good team and landing with a bad team and landing with a good coach and landing with a bad coach. Yeah, I don't know the status of the other guy. I can't say that they're a bad coach. I guess you can. That's your call. Uh, but I'm wondering, does this uh, diminish Tom Brady? Is Be- Belichick's winning with just about everybody? Well, he's getting to the playoffs with just about everybody. I mean, that's 18 times in and 22 years now, but not the Super Bowls. So Brady with the Super Bowls is standing apart. Now, the Patriots go on and win the Super Bowl. That argument gets better. Of course, Brady got one without Belichick also, so it's not like Tampa Bay was rolling Super Bowls together. Forty-Niners won. They beat the Texans 23-7, put themselves in position. If they win next week, they're in the playoffs. Although if they lose and the Saints beat the Falcons, then they are out. So they are right on the precipice. The Eagles looking at the same deal. If they win, they're in. If they lose, they're going to need some help to back in. They beat Washington 20-16, come from behind. Wasn't pretty, but they got it done. Chargers and Raiders both win to set up a showdown. They're going to be the Sunday night game next week. The winner will get to 10-7 and and be in the playoffs. Chargers blew out the Broncos 34-13. The Broncos have collapsed and been eliminated. The Raiders kick a last-second field goal to win their game. Big win for the Raiders on the road to, to set up that showdown. And Jamar Chase... Three touchdowns, 11 catches, 266 yards. He puts on a show as the Cincinnati Bengals come from 14 down to beat the Chiefs and win the AFC North title, 34-31, the final score. Jamar Chase just going off. 21 years old, fifth pick in the draft. 13 touchdowns on the year now. He is having a year. Still just a rookie. 
DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. CJ Stroud gets the snap. He's going to throw on fourth down. Fires that one deep. Left side, Harrison in the end zone. Touchdown. Marvin Harrison runs under a pass from CJ Stroud as Ohio State gets on the board first with a first collegiate touchdown pass that's caught by freshman Marvin Harrison. Stroud back to pass. Sets it as 41. Floats it down the middle of the field. Caught out of the 30 of Utah. Jackson Smith and Jigba weaves his way to the 20, and he's going to skate into the end zone for another score. Jackson Smith and Jigba, a 52-yard TD pass from C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes. Add a little lightning of their own as they trail 28-20. to Stroud's going to go on top once more. Looks right, looks left, throws long on the right side toward the end zone. Ball in the air. Caught Jackson it. Smith and Jigba's got it. Yeah. Touchdown, Jackson Smith and Jigba on a 30-yard pass play as C.J. Stroud strikes for his sixth touchdown pass of the game. And Ohio State has their first lead of the night, 44-38. Snaps it to Mirko. The kick by Ruggles out of the hole is up. And Mirko, it's good. Noah Ruggles boots it through. And Ohio State with nine seconds left has a 48-45 lead over Utah. And that ends up being the final score as C.J. Stroud throws for 573 yards and six touchdowns. And Ohio State comes from 14 down to win the Rose Bowl. P.K., you were there. Thrilling game. But the Ute secondary with a lot of reserves against, well, a lot of reserves for the Ohio State receivers. But Marvin Harrison Jr. stepped up with the three touchdown catches, and Smith and Jigba made a ton of big plays, 347 yards receiving, and the Buckeyes come back to get the win. Well, Juju Smith and Jigba was really something. uh, Had it going on for sure, and uh, Stroud was just simply sensational. He looked like an all-time quarterback to me. I mean, to me, he clearly was the best quarterback that the Utes as a program had seen since Justin Herbert. And when you look at the uh, Pac-12 going into it, they had nobody that came anything close to Shroud. And I was talking to a coach before the game for a couple days and saying that they're just going to exploit the corners. Because the corners, and he included Phillips too, didn't think he was all that good. I know a lot of people around here thinking, that's not me saying it, this is somebody who does it for a living. What do I know? And saying that uh, Shroud was going to expose them big time because they hadn't been exposed this year because there was nobody to throw the ball like that in the conference. No quarterback came anything near what Shroud had done. Nobody. There's simply nobody in the Pac-12 is anything remotely similar. And sure enough, just boom, just opened up and went nuts. And Utah was battered in the secondary with injuries. I mean, obviously, they're playing a running back that they just converted the other day. I heard about it before the game. I didn't know about it, but about two hours before the game, I heard that uh, Bernard playing corner. You know, that that can't be good. (laughs) And it wasn't. But you go big picture. Uh, They won the Pac-12. And I I wrote about it, and I know you fans want to Look at that and feel proud about that. It was a phenomenal experience for everybody. Talked to hundreds of fans. It sure was. It was a great day. Beautiful setting. All that stuff. You came up a little bit short. And Cougar fans want to rip. Well, they didn't beat anybody out of the conference. Uh, Okay, well, really, that was the bulk of your wins, too. (laughs) So you're incriminating yourself when you do that. Uh, It's been an interesting... uh, 
couple of stories that I've submitted for me in terms of feedback has been incredible. But that's uh, that's the passion and emotion why I love working in this market. So overall, it was a tremendous experience. It came up a little short as far as the outcome of the game. Yeah, but you know, after spending weeks preaching the Rose Bowl is special and the Rose Bowl is electric, and when you're there, you're going to feel it. Do you feel vindicated? Because that Rose Bowl game was special. The day was glorious. The game was electric. Truth doesn't need vindication. No, I didn't. Feel, did I feel vindicated? Yes. For what? No. I mean, that didn't even enter my mind. What What do I need vindication for? If, you, if truth is what it is, it's just that. It's truth. What vindication do you need? No, not at all. Nothing did, did not enter my mind. It was, a, it was a glorious day. I got to the stadium at 6 in the morning, uh, parked because they had said that with all the rain that the golf course may not be able to have enough parking. So I got there early, literally 6, 6.15, walked over to the parade. And my sister was staying a couple of blocks away, met up with her. Went and enjoyed the parade. I had to leave early. I had to do a TV appearance that we had on the platform right in front of the iconic Rose Bowl sign. Uh, that was my first time working with those guys on television, and they were blown away by the loudmouth that I can become when the red light comes on. <laughs> Thanks for watching. <laughs> but met a whole, met tons of youth fans, uh, met people that I knew from the neighborhood, friends, and whatnot. It was a great, great day. I mean, obviously, it was spoiled a little bit, but yeah, that I had so many people come up to me afterwards and since saying we really enjoyed it, and it's like that's where I feel vindicated. If you want that, because I've been saying all along, what do you think I was talking about? No, the the you're talking about the game. I'm talking about strictly the game that I feel like it's not about the the result. To me, it's about the experience. Right. But that could be any game. It's not the Rose Bowl. It could be any game. The, the, the Rose Bowl is irrelevant to the to my feeling on what I take from games. I take them as entertained. Mm-hmm. Well, it could have been the Pee Wee League. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. You, you're specifically right. talking about the Rose Bowl. So I'm talking about any game. Was I entertained? Well, the answer is yes. There's a winner and loser in every game, which is why I never or certainly rarely get caught up in the result of games. What kind of experience did I have? Well, this experience was off the charts. Same thing BYU-Utah. You can have so much fun going to tailgating with your family and Beck throws to Harleen. It was an unbelievable play. Were you not entertained? Yes. Eh, The result wasn't what it was that you wanted, but to, to me, it's sort of so what? That's the way I look at it, and I think some folks felt that way more so than they've ever felt that way ever. And that game stood in stark contrast to the two games college football fans watched the day before. Let's get to those. Hashtag college football. Second down and six. Here's the snap. Play action fake. Price across the middle. Wide open. Latu. Touchdown. Alabama. Snap to Bennett. Want to throw on third and short. Hook it up for Cook. He's wide open. Caught. 21, 15, 10. Hopped into the end zone. Touchdown, James Cook. A homecoming for Cook, who's from South Florida. Touchdown, dogs. What's that I hear? Hammer and nail and coffin. 33 to 3. Dogs lead it. 
College football playoff semifinals, both games. You knew who was going to win before we got to halftime. Alabama beats Cincinnati 27-6, and then Georgia beats Michigan even worse. That one ends up 34-11. It's Bama and Georgia in the college football playoff title game next Monday night. Those games weren't close. Dominant performances by the two SEC teams, PK. Oh, yeah, they were. I can't add anything more than that. Win the line of scrimmage, and they won both sides of the line of scrimmage in both games. The other New Year's Six games, there was some entertaining stuff there. Uh, Baylor beats Ole Moose 21-7, and Oklahoma State over Notre Dame. Down 28-7, Oklahoma State scores 30 straight points, and they win it 37-35 in an entertaining festival. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Wiggins drives middle, kicks it over to Porter. He's open, loads up a triple. It's short. Gets his own rebound. Back over to Curry. He fires for a three. Got it! Stephen Curry with a new NBA record. 158 consecutive games with a made three. Wiggins step back off the dribble. Knocked it down over Bogdanovich. A lot of people, a little murmur starting for Wiggins. Maybe being named an all-star this year. Jump pass over to Porter. Left wing back to Curry. Over to the right corner. There's Payton. Won't take the shot. Now Porter gets it to Curry. Curry, Curry off a screen, three ball, got it! Curry! Utah Jazz split two games over the weekend. Friday night, they beat Minnesota 121-08. Saturday, they lose to the Warriors 123-116. Donovan Mitchell had a season high 39 points Saturday night. Jazz took the lead down 14 at halftime. They took the lead with a great third quarter. But the Warriors were there with not one, but two good runs in the fourth quarter to come back and win the game. You heard Wiggins in those highlights. He had nine straight points at one stretch. He was really good, and obviously you know Steph Curry's going to hit big shots, and he did. And the Warriors now not only winning 80% of their games, but 3-1 and one against the Jazz and the Suns so far this year with another game with the Jazz coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, and Jazz didn't hit shots. They, they just couldn't make shots, and that was a big deal. You can play the Warriors, you got to make shots. And you got to make a lot of them. Made them in stretches, but not all the time. Jazz are on the road now. Five-game road trip starts with New Orleans tonight, Denver Wednesday. Tip-off tonight set for 6 o'clock on the Zone Sports Network. The pregame show starts at 5 as the Jazz hit the road for five straight games. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Backing down. Love. His pass deflected. Grabbed out front by Mobley. Mobley top of the key. Four on the clock. Three on the clock. Mobley into the lane. Left-handed shot is good. Evan Mobley never panicked. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. LeBron another triple. Highlights from the NBA there. The Lakers beat the Timberwolves 108-103. LeBron James scores 26 points in the game as the Lakers pick up the win. The Suns win again and blow out the Hornets 133-99. Devin Booker leads the way with 24. Suns, two highest scoring games of the year, both against Charlotte. Broke 130 both times. Huh, how about that? Luka Doncic is back. He's been out a little more than three weeks. He had 14 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. The Mavericks beat the Thunder, 95-86. to 
Josh Giddy with a triple-double. He's only 19 years old, but he put up 17 points, 13 rebounds, and 14 assists. Has the triple-double lost its award? I mean, it's Watered nice down a little all, bit, yeah. Good for him. He's a nice player. Just a youngster. Kings beat the Heat. Miami goes down to defeat 115-113. Darren Fox had 24 in that one. And Jalen Brown goes for 50. Overtime win for the Celtics. They beat the Magic 116-111. to 111. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Light weekend of college basketball. COVID postponing a lot of games. The Aggies didn't play. BYU, the entire West Coast Conference, was shut down. The Utes did play. Led at the half at Oregon, but the Ducks with a strong second half pull away and win 79-66. Brandon Carlson had 15 points in the loss as the Utes dropped 8-6 on the year and 1-3 in conference. So how can hundreds of football players be able to play and but 15 basketball guys can't? Don't know. I don't know. 100 players, are they more vaccinated? Are they more careful? I don't know. There were a lot of basketball games off. Way too many to know off the top of your head. Big Sky action. Weber State goes up to Montana. Gets beat 74-72. That game went right down to the wire. Tied up. Montana got the last bucket and got the win. Weber State and Montana both 3-1. SUU also 3-1 now. Northern Colorado upset the T-Birds, 91-81. In the WAC, Abilene Christian top Dixie State, and UVU beat Tarleton State. And that is what is trending. It is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, waiting to hear back from Nick Ford, post-Pasadena, post-Rose Bowl visit, our last of the year with the Youth Center. We'll talk with him hopefully later this morning. Steve Cleveland, basketball insider, will be here at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the day is coming up next as we reflect on the Rose Bowl. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. There are a couple of reasons that I didn't become a doctor. Same reasons you what, didn't what? become a paleontologist. Why do you crack a smile and well, then make just, a joke? I'm just saying, like, yeah, there's a couple of reasons I wasn't a lawyer. Number one, the LSAT scared me. Number two, I thought I'd fail miserably. And number three, I didn't think I was smart enough. So, yeah, there are just a couple of reasons why I didn't become a lawyer. Can I make a point without you attacking me? I'm not attacking you. Like, you've never talked about wanting to be a doctor before. To me, this seems like you were just right on the cusp of going to medical school. And then just these one or two little things came up and made you think, no, I'm not going to do that. Doctor. 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 Can you not attack me? You know, it bugs me when you do that. Doctor. 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 Stop playing that. And doctor. Well, we miss anyone? Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK Hot Takes Your Toast brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies. To restore thick hair permanently, text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit utahairmd.com. All right, it's time for the question of the day. The Utes go down to defeat. Bummer about the Utes. What can you say? 
Brian, incredible game between two great teams. What an awesome atmosphere. PK was right. Even though the youths came up short, they left everything they had on the field. I'm proud of them for the great season they had, and I'm looking forward to a great year in 2022. I'm getting back there again. Would you say that part about PK again? I didn't hear you. PK was right. Pardon? Oh, you like it now. <laughs> it's like what now? Never mind. Steve says, great game. Ohio State made adjustments at halftime, and it appears the Utes didn't. Just happy Ohio State had those five key players sitting out for the draft. Otherwise, they would have blown us up big time. It was four, but what the heck. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that thing was so overblown. And they had like 14 defensive starters missed. The Columbus Dispatch had a story that morning of all the players. Give me a break. And, so, and the Utes were 100% healthy, had everybody to go at their maximum. No, they really didn't. <laughs> That's why there was a running back starting in the secondary. <laughs> Did he actually start? He played a lot of snaps, so I assume he started, but I can't tell you what oh, happened yeah. on the very first play of the game. But he ended up leading him in tackles, so he was out there a lot. And they threw at him a lot, or he wouldn't have ended up leading him in tackles. Yeah, and they had to drop Lloyd, and then they didn't have any pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, you can dissect that game a thousand different ways, and Kyle didn't use timeouts and in the last minute 43. I was on the field right there. I was standing five feet away when Kincaid got the pass interference they gave him first and goal, first and goal, but you just even then you felt like, oh, so what? <laughs> Ohio State's going to go back down the field. Yeah, at least I did, and so I was on Ohio State side at that point, and then they have that uh, contraption where they move the camera along, and those guys get so hyper they yell at you to get out of the way like it's the most important thing in the world. It's like a truck driving up and down yeah, the sideline. So that, I'm just going to go to the Utah side at that point because it's not over there and nobody's going to yell at you. So I was at the Utah side and was speaking to people as the ball was being kicked off and administrators and blah, blah, blah. And then you knew what was going to happen. You know, Kyle could have used 15 timeouts and it wasn't <laughs> going to make any difference. And they were going to get in position to kick the field goal. I mean, they got it down to the two. They would have scored a touchdown if they wanted to. That's the way the game was going. So it wasn't going to change. So you felt like, well, you know, I thought, well, you should go for two. But even that wouldn't have mattered. Because it would have gone down and scored. Yeah. yeah. It was going to take some low percentage play because they were playing the worst hand. So do you onside the kickoff? Do you use the timeouts, hope they score quick so you have time to come back? Do you let them score? And the odds are none of those things would have worked. I mean, they're no. all the low percentage plays. And maybe one of them works. Maybe you need to do maybe a couple holding plays to back them up. Put them in right. second, third, and long type situation. Maybe they throw a pick like they threw early in the third quarter. But once that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. So to me, rather than go back and forth on the game, I thought that for those of them there, and I already had a friend, a neighbor, Scott, text me, it's a, it was about the experience. And that's what I've been preaching for years anyway. And the experience was second to none for everybody who was there. And there were 60,000 of them. And it's so many people I talked to. Because as I say, I, I was there on site. We were going live on television 10 o'clock uh, California time. So I had four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and there was nowhere to go once I got there. I mean, I went and saw 
the parade and the parade parades are parades. It, it was great. It's a, it's a great parade. You know, been there before a long time ago, and sort of was a you know a, a throwback to a younger time for me when I lived there, and that was fun and all that. As the weather was nice, a little chilly in the morning, but then the sun came up and it was it was dandy. Uh, and you know the, the Rose Bowl neighborhood is old and stately, and so you walk people, tons of people walking from there. They had some shuttles, but you could walk. It was it was a decent walk. It's about a thirty-five minute walk if you just go at a decent pace. Uh, and I did it from the stadium to the parade, and then the parade back to the stadium. And so many people were there, and they're just soaking up the experience. I think this the experience was a smash hit. For those who are fortunate enough to go. Josh, a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas for the game, but the atmosphere was electric. Very cool experience. Right. I think that's what you take rather than you lost a game by three points to Ohio State. David, it was a great game. Someone had to win and someone had to lose. It wasn't our turn to win. And Chris can say, I can say that was a great game, and I'm glad I made the trip. Yeah, see, that's what, that's what I've been preaching for years that that's the way you should approach sports and look at it that way. And what did you gain from it? What, did, what experience was it? Because college football is about an experience. It's not like going to a Tuesday or a Thursday conference game against Oregon State in basketball. You know, you're in, you're out. Uh, this, was, this was far, far, far more than that. And for everybody, I think it was the best experience they had. Even though the Utes won the Fiesta Bowl, they won the Sugar Bowl, that's great. But this experience was better than that. I think it really was. But both of those two. Even though your team came up three points short. And the game was a lot of fun. Seeing Britton Covey score two touchdowns, smallest dude out there. That kickoff was just absolutely electric. Which I experienced it in the restroom. What? I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> then I go, it's time out, go to the bathroom. And then he runs it back and you hear the crowd? <laughs> no, they, they had the thing pumped in. Oh, okay. So uh, they had the sound in the restroom, the play-by-play, and then you, I hustled back. And then, of course, you can watch it 50 times at your fingertips within yeah. seconds. But to see him explode... That last 40 yards or so when some big-time speed was chasing him. Oh, yeah. A, that was a nice audition for the NFL. Yeah, that gets everybody. That answers that question yeah. in the draft rooms around the league. Yeah. Does he really have that extra gear? Yeah, yes. there it is. Yes, to see that, he actually broke away and increased the distance. Yeah. It was impressive. For just big one time. second, it looked like, oh, maybe they can run him down. Yeah. And then he had a and gear then he took and they off. Yeah. yeah. He, he pulled away. That was sweet. And they knew it because they, they pulled up about the 20-yard line. Yeah, that was really sweet to see that. I think everybody loves that kid. And then in the post game, you know, he didn't want to take off his pads. He gets emotional. The voice starts cracking. That's, that's yeah. just awesome. That's what that's what it's about. It, it, it it's not like nobody's going to remember they lost the game. I get it. Uh, but you're going to remember the entire experience. And it was just an incredible time for so many folks who were there to see your team in the Rose Bowl. Everybody got there early. Uh, there was this one couple 
that you know there's a, you're in a little bowl there in that little valley and, and internet can be tough because there's so many people in fact one guy told me because I bought four tickets uh, make sure you send them over to your wallet so you don't need the internet access so I'm standing over I had just done the uh, post game or pregame with Scotty right next to the gate below where the Rose Bowl sign is because I had met my sister uh, my sister and her guy my wife because they walked back from the parade, and I said, that's where I'll be sitting, this little stone wall right out front, literally the gate right behind me. And these uh, folks call me over after I did the hit with Scotty. We can't get in. We can't get in. We can't get internet. What should we do? I got these, coach- I got these tickets from Coach Mack. And I said, I kind of looked at him, you know, you know, Coach Ron McBride. I said, yeah, I know who Coach Mack is. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows who Coach Mack is. I said, did you put them to your wallet? No, we're told to do that. Didn't do that. I said, well, don't stand here. But they were already, they're right at the gate and the lines were long. And I said, but you got to move around. I said, I found internet access over here. Why don't you come over here? And the lady, she moved away because she said, well, I, I, I know you're Salt Lake Media, but I, I, I don't know who you are. And the guy looks at my credential. He's Patrick Kinnan. We know. I know Patrick Kinnan. Well, I don't know you, but I've listened to you. <laughs> Everybody amped up. I know. So we're going through all this. I said, "You got to move around till you find it, man, because they're not going to let you in." So move around, and so she moved around, and then then she's probably about fifteen yards away. She screams back, "I got it! We got that problem solved." <laughs> To get people in. PK just doing customer service work in the Rose Bowl. Nice. It was really cool. Absolutely. You know, I'd been there before, obviously, uh, but not not like that. And I'm not really a Utah guy. You know, I mean, I know the guys and want them to win and all. It's fun for them. But, I mean, it doesn't. I felt no different whether they would have won or lost personally. Uh, But for everybody else, and even in defeat, talking to people after and, and friends texting me. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. It was a once-in-a-lifetime to date. You know, they're going to get there again some point. I don't know when. You never do. No. Who's to say? Could be next year. Could be next decade. Could be 20 years. Who knows? You know, you you, you, just, you don't know. You don't know what, what's going to go down. But for those who went, they loved it. And for the millions of you who I saw on the freeway yesterday as we sat in the hour-long traffic to get through Approach the Gorge because they're doing in the Arizona side bridge construction. So you go nowhere for an entire hour. uh, And there was just tons of Utah people. I went. So after the game... I thought you were getting the head start. You were going to go up to Victorville. I did, I did, I did, I did. And that didn't get you through the gorge either, though, because it's just too backed up. Right, that's the next. I didn't go that night. It was, no, I just thought that that would give you a head start, and you'd be. But there's just too much traffic coming out of Vegas, going up the gorge on any given day. Yeah, it backs and plus up. It's a Sunday afternoon, yeah. and it's the end of a long holiday weekend. Yeah, yeah. So it was the. I mean, I left Victorville at seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and so I got up there probably tenish. 9.30, Saturday, or Sunday, or Saturday night, because you know, I had my sister, drove her back to the hotel. Oh, get this, man. We're, we're coming out of the Rose Bowl, and 
Uh, it's dark, and, and I'm taking her back to her hotel. I mean, I know Pasadena a little bit, but I know the freeway, not the city, because I didn't spend a whole lot of time there when I lived there, although I played, I have played Brookside. But it was always go to the Rose Bowl, get on the freeway, boom, boom, boom. Not get in the city very much. So my wife's telling me, and we got to turn left to get back to take her, my sister, to her hotel. Well, I'm in the right lane going straight, and the left lane, I said, well, I, I can't. My sister, who, my gosh, she is Jersey through and through. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> Rolls down the window, people next to us, and he's got his window. Sir, sir, we need to turn left, and we're in this lane going straight. Is it okay if we just jump ahead of you? Old lady, no, you got to <laughs> wait your turn. <laughs> I look at her and I say, you know what, sweetheart? Why don't you go to hell? Keep getting a beef. <laughs> it didn't let us go through. But then the next car did. Oh, okay. And so it took a little while, and then we stopped, got something to eat. So by the time I got a, which is, Victorville to, to Pasadena is like maybe an hour and five minutes straight through. So I'm pretty gassed because I was up at 5 a.m. the morning before. Uh, I get in the elevator. I forget something. have to go back down to the car. I get in the elevator. I'm gassed. Guy looks at me in the elevator. You're Patrick Kinahan, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, this is me. <laughs> and there must have been, just in that little time that I was out in the, in the Victorville courtyard, there must have been 50 Ute fans that I saw. So they were all over the place. Ute fans represented well. It was one heck of an experience. It looked great on TV. The team came up three everywhere. points short. And I know it seems contradictory to say this, but I sort of say, so what? Did you have the time of your life? Ute fans, if you didn't have the time of your life, how you hanging on? Where are you? Let me hear from you. Get on our app. Give me a call. Give DJ a call. Here's DJ Cell, 801-598-5555. DJ and PK in the morning. Morning. Proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Your reaction coming up, 855-340-ZONE. Went to the Rose Bowl. We want to hear all about it. 855-340-ZONE. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The new Zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the Zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5-1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at your next Utah Jazz game where there are free Papa Shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. Question of the morning. Bummer about the Utes losing the game. But what'd you think? Your reaction. Greg says it was an incredible experience. Most shocking was the complete lack of defensive line pressure on Stroud. He was amazing, but we didn't do much to hurry him up while he carved our defensive backs up. True. Ends up throwing for 573 yards and six scores. More reaction on the game. Let's go to the phones. 855-340-ZONE. Brett is standing by. Brett, good morning. 
Good morning. PK finally has it right. It's been taking a long time, <laughs> but he's got it. I've been to the. I went to the Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl. We took twelve of us down. I even had two of my grandkids down there, and it was just a spectacular experience. I am disappointed with the loss, of course, uh, but that game was amazing. The experience was exquisite. And, and I am so proud of this team. It was about something more than just the win at the end. It was a special group. Whittingham's best coaching job, in my opinion. An incredible job of leadership. Covey, the crowd, the whole Rose Bowl will be yelling, Covey, Covey, after the return for the touchdown. I just, it was extraordinary. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Hopefully we get back there, but... Just very proud of, of the team. Great experience. Special as a fan to experience it. There you go. I told you, man, right there. Huh? That's what I'm talking about. Thanks for the call, Brett. 855 zone Rick the Dishwasher. Rick, good morning. DJ, did you uh, record the game, too? I did. That's how we get okay. highlights. We got to get a lot of people on this because I went to the game and it was clear as day because you can see the whole field. And I can understand why the analysts don't see it because you're so far away in that stadium and the big screens are about as the size of your cell phone, so replays don't help. But the reason with six minutes left in the first quarter and the rest of the game, the defense went south, was Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd was running half speed. He put a pressure on the quarterback, the only one, other than the offside one, um, where he didn't get to the QB, but the QB threw it at somebody's feet. You know, the, reason, uh, the way to be successful, pass more than 50% on first down, which they did, and they had to bring five people against this kid. This kid with time had such beautiful touch. Now, nine of those 15 catches were across the middle, and you should see, where do you see Devin Lloyd, okay? He lined up to blitz after he got hurt seven times, never even marched forward to the quarterback. Against the run, you'll watch him. He gets lost in the pack and doesn't make the tackle. And then when it came to the receiver, the only way he would show his injury, when he was jogging off the field, he wouldn't limp. When he was walking, he wouldn't limp. But as soon as he tried to run full speed, he would drop his head and, like, I ain't got it. And if he doesn't say that he was injured, the dude coasted. And it proves how great he is, too. Because he's automatic 12 tackles. He's at least three to four to five hurries. And his pass coverage is good as Warner and Van Noy now. But... If you get to watch this tape game, because all they did was watch him, I'm like, look at this guy. I mean, the middle was so wide open because of him. And then those fade patterns, I mean, that quarterback threw beautiful throws. I mean, our, our quarterbacks are slow, but uh, nobody was, was getting to that. Our best nobody, nobody was getting to that last touchdown pass. Yeah. That wasn't happening. Uh, that was on a dime. Re- no, you're right. But the reason those four fade patterns were perfect and it looked like corners were burned is because he had four and a half seconds to throw it. And the first three games of this year, we proved because he gave a vanilla defense. We never blitzed anybody, and we lost the games. And then we figured out, hey, let's send a fifth because that fifth is Lloyd. 
and it's Tafuna. One of the two's Tafua is going to get to him. And watching the second half, he was the designated blitzer, but he wouldn't advance. He wouldn't even go in. And uh, that's when, when that happened, I'm like, boy, we, we don't have a chance. And All watch right. the catches across the middle. He's right. nowhere to be seen. Thanks He's for the jogging. call, Rick. we got to run to break. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.